know, the latest word about COVID is sex got to go on forever. They're canceling plays in New York just when we thought we were reopening, thought maybe we'd get back to doing business. And speaking of business, what about all the conventions and meetings? It's an enormous business. And a lot of that, I think, has been put on the sideline. Somebody I know who knows is is Chuck Bowman, who's CEO of Inspire. They're a big audiovisual company. They do probably 2,500 events a year, really all over the country and all over the hemisphere, uh, big hotel convention shows. And Chuck Bowman joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, good to, good to be here, David. I appreciate you uh, spending some time with me today. So, so these meetings usually, I mean, some of them are booked two years in advance. I know that, you know, if they have the convention center or the Omni or, or whatever else, what's the, how's the pipeline filling up? Are, are people back scheduling events or are they putting them off again? Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're seeing a real good um, uh, second half of this year. Um, obviously, the, the, the first half of the year, Q1 was, was pretty slow. People were still not really coming back. We were doing a lot of virtual and doing a lot of hybrid meetings, but there wasn't a lot of face-to-face meetings. Uh, Q2 came back pretty good. Um, the second half of this year has been fantastic. Uh, really? We've been really surprised. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're actually having uh, much better revenues than we had forecasted. Um, uh, when, we, when we did our forecast in mid-year, we're, we're over almost 130% over what our mid-year forecasts were for the second half of this year. Um, and, you know, with us, we're, we're, we're spread out over 100 hotels, um, U.S., Mexico, Dominican Republic, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. And so we're seeing, we're seeing the growth come back um, in waves and different marketplaces are coming back stronger than others. Uh, but we are starting to see the face-to-face meetings return. Um, but yes, in, in the large you know, convention center, large you know, three, five-year sales incentive trips, Dreamforce, things like that, those are still on, those still are on the sidelines. They're, they're, they're passing this year again. Um, but we're seeing more of the, the regional meetings. So these um, are the 100, 200, 500 people meetings? Yeah, yeah, they are. We are seeing, though, in Mexico, we're seeing some, some of the bigger sales incentive, 2,000, 2,500 people meetings coming back in Mexico. But those are more of those sales incentive meetings um, uh, that uh, traditionally would go down there. But, uh, yeah, the, these, these massive global conferences, we're, we're not seeing those come back um, with the vigor that it had before. So what about um, what about the bookings ahead? Looking ahead for twenty two, same thing. Smaller meetings, no megas. Yeah, I think you know prior to COVID hitting, you know we 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 would talk about uh, short term bookings were really increasing. It, you, you know this this business used to have long term bookings. You yeah, know, you'd be booked always. six months in advance, a year in advance. That that pre COVID really started to shorten, um, but now with COVID, it's really really shortened. And I I want to say some some of it's in the month for the month. Um, and it's just because people aren't making their decisions until the last minute. Well, these are so, not—they're—they're not flying people in from out of state and putting them in it, hotels it, and that sort of thing, are they? That short of they days? are, they are, yeah. So they are. Um, you know, we did a big job down in Mexico that probably built out over a million dollars that we just finished up a, a couple of weeks ago. They only had about two months worth of planning for that, and they brought a couple thousand people down. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's putting some strain on all the industries. You think about the hospitality industry, the travel industry. Think about the poor meeting planners who now, you know, have this this whole process shortened. The DMCs that are involved in all the local transportation and 
it, it, it's been it's been an interesting challenge, but it's what we have to adapt to right now. It's just much shorter time frame for this. Well, but what about for you guys? Because, I mean, it is it's labor intensive to put up, you know, big sound systems and video walls and cameras and switchers and all this kind of stuff. And you can't keep a bunch of people on on salary sitting around waiting for somebody to decide to have a meeting, can you? Well, you can't. Um, we had a we had a significant reduction in labor when when COVID hit because the businesses just stopped. We then you know quickly pivoted into the virtual and the hybrid. But you don't need all the people to do the sets because everybody's doing right. it from all over the world wherever they are. As the businesses come back, we have been rebuilding based on the revenue coming back. You get to a precipice where where you have to then start adding more people than the revenue in anticipation of what's going to be coming up. So we've kind of reached that tipping point. Uh, probably last month, where now we're 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 confident that the recovery is going to continue on a strong pace. We are now hiring in advance of basically the revenue coming because we just have to support our customers and we have to support our clients yeah. and our hotels. And and service is so key in our business, especially in the hospitality world, that we can't compromise that. So, you know, in our business, it's. You have the people behind the screens, kind of the Wizard of Oz, so to speak. But you have so many people that have high touch points and, and a lot of contact with the presenters and the meeting planners and everybody that you got to have your people and you got to have that service culture in place. So what, what about on the short run with this this proliferation of Omicron, which seems to be growing like crazy? Have you seen any pushback from that? I have not. Um, now, I, I, I will I will I will preface it with saying that this these two weeks starting kind of last week this week next week are slower for us because of the holidays now we're seeing holiday parties or hotels that are doing um you know dinners show dinners and things like that those are still happening uh but this is traditionally a couple weeks for us where our team kind of gets a year-end breather so the question is is has everything anything canceled yet in january or february we have not seen that yet Tell me about the virtual business, because there was a pivot, as you said, uh, you know, by necessity. But I'm curious how many organizations said, you know, by golly, you know, this isn't half bad. Maybe we can do, just do this virtually and it ought to be a heck of a lot cheaper. Yeah, that was what people originally thought. And when we started to do it, it was it was a nice bridge um uh between the the live face-to-face and the virtual what what happened was and and we've seen it um uh, humans crave contact and personal contact and we can only do this screen conversation so much before people's human nature um craves gatherings and i think that's that's kind of what drove it we saw it in across the board we saw it you know, with with music concerts, we saw it, like you said, with theater, we saw it with people going out to restaurants, we saw it with people now doing gatherings that started out as alleged super spreaders, but people did it and and they got past it. So I think I think we've, we've seen that virtual virtual work. I had a I had an interesting conversation. I was up in D.C. last week um, with some of our big customers, the Community Anti-Drug Coalition of America is one of our large customers and it's an association and obviously as the name says community anti-drug coalitions so they do really meaningful work i met with the ceo uh last week and he said if it wasn't for us and if it wasn't for us being able to have this virtual solution he doesn't think they'd be able to 
survive what happened. Wow. Because what they do is they're out in the community, they're touching people, they're training people, they're working on all these anti-drug programs, and it's very, very important work. And he said, without you guys and without your virtual component and keeping us and tying us together, we couldn't have done it. Now, in August, I went to their annual fundraiser gala at the Gaylord National in D.C. and had about 400 people all together meeting face to face. So, like I said, I think the hybrid was a bridge to people getting comfortable coming back to face to face. Um, what, what we saw is virtual did that. Hybrid was the experiment of face to face, but also the virtual component. People tried that, but then you talk about doubling your cost because yeah. you're running the live event and you're running the virtual event. And a lot of these people, these, these corporations, associations get registration fees and that's how they fund their activities through the year. But if you're charging people face to face and they're getting a diluted product and you're getting people that are paying a lower fee to get a virtual, but it's a diluted product, it, it, it created a conundrum for them. So, and last, let me ask you about your business. I mean, the, the, the roots of Inspire go back 35 years. It was JNS Audiovisual, and then I know you, you, you made an acquisition, BAV. But are you doing roll-ups? I mean, has your competition, has some of your competition died out along the vine? Well, I, I, I won't say it died out on the vine. It's been acquired. Um, so there, there is one large player out there in the marketplace that, that has, you know, almost a 90% market share. Um, and, uh, we are not, we are not playing that game. We're not acquiring to get top line revenue to be acquired by them. Um, what I see our, our, our niche is, is, you know, I'm a firm believer that you have to give people the freedom of choice. And when you buy everybody else up and there's only one player in the marketplace, you've taken choice away. So we're dealing with people with the hospitality industry. We're dealing with hoteliers. We're dealing with corporations, associations. And when you tell them there's only one person you can use, there's nobody else out there, they don't like that. So yeah. I'm building the organization to be that choice, to be that option, to say, hey, if you don't like them, and not everybody's going to be great, right for everybody, we're the option. We're the choice. And so we're doing it organically. We're doing it the right way. We're not overly aggressively acquiring other companies to bump up top line revenues. We're building it from the from the ground up. Well, and it's good to hear the message, and it's good to hear some sense of normalcy too, and that it hadn't been derailed by this latest round. And and uh, hopefully the market will get that message too and get back on ground. Chuck Bowman, CEO of Inspire. It's good to have you with us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much, and uh, happy holidays. Thanks, and to you, too. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.